With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we made it to a Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. We will have some news later on this morning about the Big Ten. And the news shouldn't be that the Big Ten is planning on playing football. The news will be, are all the schools in the Big Ten playing football? Our good friend Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated said, Good morning, Big Ten fans. Today looks like your day. Sources tell Sports Illustrated that a return to fall football is expected to be announced today perhaps before noon. That's what I've just been told, that the announcement will come this morning, and the question will be how many schools are going to play. Because there are reports, there are rumors, whispers that everybody is coming back. That's the news. Because as of yesterday, I had been told the presidents have been tough throughout all of this. There's a lot of pressure both ways. If there is medical support and testing protocols and they improve to the satisfaction of some of these presidents who have been holdouts, that's the best chance for schools like Michigan to come back and play. Then I followed up and said, is everybody going to play? And my source said presidents and some athletic directors feel it's too risky, but the last two weeks have been really hard for them to watch other schools play. And then I followed up this morning and said, is everybody playing? I've yet to hear an answer on that. Yes, Paulie. A few different reporters. I don't want to credit one person because everyone's reporting it, but a few different reporters are saying that uh, most likely the Big Ten would start the weekend of October 24th as the first game, play eight games, and end the season with the Big Ten title game on Saturday, December 19th. What happened when I gave you the October 10th date? That was two weeks ago when we thought that that was going to be the goal. They were going to be able to accomplish this, but not everybody was going to play. Then it moved to October 17th. Now they've waited a couple extra days here. 
And if that's the case, moving it to the 24th, they're really stretching the time frame of trying to get in an eight-game schedule, have the Big Ten title game, and then the next day is when the uh, playoff selection committee gets together, and then they hope that one of their schools, most notably Ohio State, will pass what I was told, the look test, that they look like a Final Four team. It's all been changing. It's been changing. It's a fluid situation. And, you know, some of these fan bases are upset with me. I'm not rooting for Michigan and Michigan State not to play. I'm only telling you what I was told, that they weren't going to play. I was told Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, they were going to play. Penn State was going to play. Indiana, Purdue were going to play. I was told Northwestern and Illinois, they weren't going to play. A lot has changed because of the testing. And you have some states that were on the hot state list, the travel ban list. Now Maryland was just taken off of that. I was told Maryland was probably not going to play. Now it looks like they probably are. Rutgers, I was told that was one of those travel ban states. Now maybe Rutgers is going to play. But the real news is if everybody is playing in the Big Ten, not that they're going to play because I was told they're going to play. The question is how many schools? We'll keep an eye on that, but there is uh, Kirk Herbstreet will join us on loan from the mothership in about 15 minutes, so we'll talk to Herbie about that situation. Reggie Miller joins us from the bubble a little bit later on as well. The Nuggets bounce the Clippers, and Miami Heat beat the Celtics in overtime. No NBA, no NFL tonight, 16 baseball games. Feels like there's going to be 16 baseball games every night until the end of the regular season. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. Yeah, the Big Ten, uh, you know, some of these Michigan, Michigan State fans, they were uh, upset with me on Twitter. And Mario said, hey, just to let you know, uh, you know, you're getting criticized. I said, I'm just telling you what I hear. I'm not, you know, I don't have any agenda here. I'm just giving you all the information I'm getting. I want the Big Ten back. I want Michigan back. I want Michigan to play Ohio State and lose. I want them back. (laughs) Michigan State coming back. I want them all to come back. I'm not rooting for anybody to not play. I hope that everybody can play. I feel bad for the Pac-12. I hope they get a chance to play at some point. But I just give you the information. And up until this point, everything I've told you has been true, and it came to fruition. Everything. Even when I say, hey, October 10th, that was the target date. Now it was the 17th, now it's the 24th. They got a time frame here, they got a small window, they got to try to pack this in, how they decide who's playing, And uh, how many games you're playing? Is there a non-conference game? That was also going to be thrown in there. They were going to try to do nine games. But understand this. For any of you fan bases out there, I want everybody back playing. I hope everybody comes back to play. And if you're able to do it safely, smartly, great. Come on in. Everybody in the deep end of the pool. I'm all for it. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. McLovin will have a poll question. we got a play of the day, got a stat of the day as well. But uh, come in and stay for a while. You can watch on Peacock if you like, and uh, our 362 radio affiliates around the country. Now to the uh, big story. Well, aside from football, the Western Conference Finals were supposed to be the battle for Los Angeles. Lakers held up their end of the bargain. 
We expected the Clippers to join them. The Denver Nuggets had a different idea. They came back from another 3-1 deficit. This is the second straight time in the postseason, shocking the Clippers and advancing. And Game 7 came down to the stars, those that showed and those that didn't. Jamal Murray struggled last few games. Played great, 40 last night for Denver. The Joker, triple-double, brilliant. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, missing in action. In the fourth quarter, they did not score a point. Clippers seemed to act like they could turn it on when they needed to. And we talked about their depth. And, hey, they got to get everybody together. You know, you had uh, Montrez Harrell, who had bubble issues. You, you had Lou Williams had bubble issues. Hey, but you still got Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi's best player in the game. Got Paul George. Got two of the great two-way uh, you know, players on the wing. The Clippers got outscored 50-33 to 33 after halftime. It was a dangerous way to play when you run into a team like Denver that had nothing to lose here. But boy, what a disappointing way to end this season. The, the things that they gave up to make this happen in Los Angeles with the Clippers, uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. But here's Paul George, and I was really surprised with this postgame comment. It's obvious pressure, you know, to, to live up to the title expectations. But as a player, I mean, you, you want that. Like, you, you, you want that. Um, again, it's the first time I've, I've been in that situation where we're expected to win. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's, it's no cop-out. Um, fact of the matter is we didn't live up to that expectation. Uh, but I think internally we, we, we've always felt um, this is not a championship or bust year for us. Man. I don't know what he's talking about. Kawhi and Paul George are one season away from having the option to enter free agency. When you think about the Clippers and how they got to this position, they traded Shea Gilgis Alexander in an unprotected first-round pick in 2022, 2024, 2026. Plus, they swapped picks in 2023 and 2025 with Oklahoma City for the ability to compete for titles now. Clippers traded away their 2020 first-round pick for soon-to-be free agent Marcus Morris Sr. Yes, Paul George, the future is now. How he did not feel that, that'll give you a better insight into what was going on with the Clippers. We all love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has got to wear this, and he had this to say after the loss. Just disappointed, you know. I thought we had so many opportunities over the last three games to win. Um... But listen, you got to give Denver credit. They kept playing. They kept executing. They kept playing together. You know, so right now, just disappointment. I don't know if Steve Ballmer has a difficult decision to make at some point with Doc Rivers. Because do I want to keep Doc for one more year, give them one more chance? Hopefully we're playing basketball outside of the bubble. And you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if you do make a change, do Paul George and Kawhi Leonard want to stay? Because they wanted to play for Doc Rivers. You got Tyron Lue, who you could bring in, who has championship credentials. But this is a bigger issue here. Because I got the feeling, aside from Kawhi, everybody else on that Clipper team felt like they had won a championship before. Like they had a whole lot of swag and they had no reason to have swag. They hadn't accomplished anything. And they still haven't. Kawhi, 
obviously did in San Antonio, obviously did last year in Toronto, didn't show up in the fourth quarter. And I, I always bring it back to this just to show how hypocritical a lot of people in this business are. If LeBron had lost last night to the Nuggets, being up three games to one and not scoring in the fourth quarter, this would be the biggest story in the United States. Aside from what's going on with the serious stories, this would be, this would go global. Because everybody would pile on, oh, you want to call yourself Michael Jordan? You think you're as good as to... Here's Kawhi Leonard. We're ready to quit. Uh, Christian, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the game. Hey, historically, how will we look at Kawhi if he wins the title? Three titles, three different teams. Kawhi Leonard, great player. Didn't show up last night. Paul George, good player. Did not show up last night. When Montrez Harrell is your leading scorer, you're probably in trouble. Kawhi Leonard deserves blame. We gave him credit. Boy, we go out of our way to give Kawhi credit. He deserves blame, too. I'm Denver Nuggets, man, you showed a whole lot of resiliency. When you're down 3-1 and you came back, because there's part of me that was thinking, if you're the Nuggets, do you go, man, let's just check out of the bubble. Let's just get out of here. Remember how tired they were game one? They were exhausted. Jamal Murray he, he was on fumes with what he had done and accomplished in the previous series. But Denver played great, and they had, de- they had more depth than the Clippers did. They got contributions from everybody. And the Joker was brilliant. Triple-double, that's big-time basketball. Jamal Murray put up 40. That was pretty impressive. So the future is now for Paul George, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard to win a championship. Not next year. It should have been this year. The Miami Heat, still plenty of seats on the bandwagon. Come on, join me. Seats in first class for the Miami Heat. Fascinating team. And and you know what? I hope you get a chance to watch them. It's not your typical NBA team. The pieces all fit together. You may not have a choice. You may have to watch the Miami Heat at some point here. But last night in overtime, Bam out of bio, and you know... But I, th- I have one of his jerseys. I have an autographed jersey of Bam Adebayo. And, and that's from last year's Super Bowl we got that. I was early on the Bam Adebayo bandwagon. They're like, what jersey do you want? Bam Adebayo. Sure. And he had a block last night against Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler hitting big shots when you need him to. And it's a fun roster. I don't know if they're a better team than the Celtics. But, boy, they're fun to watch. And Kemba Walker, offensively and defensively, has become a liability there. But Miami takes game one and uh, in overtime. But uh, we'll talk to Reggie Miller. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have for me? Okay, uh, off your Clippers comments, who deserves the most blame? Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Doc Rivers? Uh, I just got this from my source in college football. Things have been pushed back an extra week because some schools are on pause and haven't worked out in a month. We couldn't even get an answer from some of these Big Ten schools. Are you practicing? And my source just said, this is why they pushed it back to the 17th, uh, to the 24th, because some schools haven't worked out in more than a month. So we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, I'm sorry, McLovin, I got uh, caught up in this text message. 
Oh, no problem. I was saying, uh, which, who, who would you put the most blame on for the Clippers? Kawhi, Paul George, or Doc Rivers? And I actually asked that because I was surprised that you guys were talking about maybe Doc Rivers' future being in question there. Well, he's so popular. You he know? is, but I, I want, I love Doc. Who doesn't like Doc Rivers? But this, is, this isn't, you know, personal. This is professional that you have to look at this team. How were they not ready to go? I love Dave Roberts, Dodgers manager. If he doesn't make the World Series, I don't think Dave Roberts is back. So I root, but then I got to be professional in what I see. And Doc has blown another three to one lead. And it just, they, they did not look like a championship caliber team. And I know you're going to get this today. A lot of people will go, yeah, I knew the Clippers. Oh, I didn't hear anybody prior to the series going, you know, the Clippers, they're not going to make the Western Conference Finals. Like, how many people, even in Denver, picked Denver to beat the Clippers? And when they're down three games to one. This is a bigger problem for the Clippers than people are going to point out and publicize. You went through the motions. I thought you were vulnerable against Dallas. And I said at the time, everybody looked at Portland knocking off the Lakers. And I said, you got to look at Dallas knocking off the Clippers. But people wouldn't focus on that because if the Mavericks had been playing the Lakers and LeBron, everybody would have focused on it. Nobody was focusing on the Clippers. And if you watch them, Paul George was in a funk. We didn't see the roster blend together. There were concerns there. And they just didn't look like they were killers out there. Kawhi, as wonderful as he is, you can't mail it in in the fourth quarter. He didn't score. Paul George didn't score in the fourth quarter of Game 7. That sends you to the Western Conference Finals. Let that sink in. Yeah, McLovin. I'm going to defend Kawhi. Okay. I mean, it was very obvious there were four guys on him, and they were just, they completely left Paul George alone and said, Go ahead, any of you scrubs hit a shot. And they couldn't hit the ocean. So every, they just collapsed on Kawhi. Kawhi threw it to the open guy, and they were so nervous. Like Paul George could barely get rim in the fourth quarter. And also, the other thing, Paul George, and then Kawhi switched on to Jokic, shut him down, and Paul George can't defend anybody. He's supposed to be. Well, uh, he's, he's, isn't he a great wing defender? I was told. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I would just, say. Here's my hot take. Right. It's it's one thing to be an all-star in Indiana and Charlotte. It's another to be an impact player in the Final Four. Yeah. Player. And Kemba Walker is right there. It, I know the cardiac Kemba, but... And that's what we wanted to know about Paul George when he went to Los Angeles. This is different. This is not Oklahoma City. This is not Indiana. This is Los Angeles. And now there's a whole lot more pressure. And we saw that. Look, this story obviously is an asterisk because the entire sports season is one big asterisk here. Uh, with the pandemic, but Paul George saying that this wasn't championship or bust is totally misreading the room. How he could think that with everything they gave up to get get him. Yes, McLeod. So that's not on Doc. I mean, I think that's on the front office for making a mistake. Do you think Doc's involved in this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he could be. But Doc was really good with that uh, young team last year. That's the only reason they were in position to get these guys. I'm just saying it's championship now or bust. We'll take a break. We'll uh, see if Kirk Herbstreet can advance the story on the Big Ten coming back to play. And and I'm getting text messages, you know, as I'm on the air. And once again, I got one, you know, a couple of minutes ago that the Big Ten pushed 
the start of the season back because some schools haven't worked out in a month. And we were trying to get information from anybody on who is working out. And the Big Ten wouldn't even reveal that. So it's been hush-hush, but there's, it's contentious. I will say this. That was the word I used yesterday. At, uh, there's some schools that may go kicking and screaming. Does everybody come back and play? Which I find interesting. That's the breaking news. When we find that out, that's when you have a story. The Big Ten playing is not a story. We were expecting the Big Ten to play the last couple of days. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, Okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. 
they have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Let's bring in Kirk Street, of course, ESPN College Football Analyst. Game day is at Louisville this weekend, ahead of ABC Saturday Night Football. Number 17, Miami, at number 18, Louisville. Kirk will be on the call with Chris Fowler and Allison Williams. Herbie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you make of what's happening in the Big Ten? Uh, huge, obviously. I mean, we've, we've been talking about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 for, for several weeks. Pac-12 was really never in play, but the Big Ten – over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's been gaining traction. They had big meetings over the weekend, and a lot of people thought there was a real chance that the presidents might take a look at some of the new data and some of the new testing protocols and, and maybe green light this. And it's official now, and it's big. I mean, it's, it's, it's big for college football to be able to include the Big Ten with the start date of the 24th. It gets them in. This, their championship game will end the same weekend that this college football playoff committee will be able to select their four teams and uh with that start date if everything goes okay as go, goes as planned that'll allow them to still be involved in the playoffs so you get now the big 10 back into the mix with the other conferences the big 12 sec and acc so the only conference you leave out is, is the pac-12 so that's that's huge and and hopefully everything goes well and and uh, these players stay healthy what have, would have been the long-term effect you think on the big 10 if they didn't play I don't know if there, there would have been necessarily – I've been asked that a lot. You know, boy, this is really going to hurt them in recruiting. Um, I don't know if it, it hurts the Blue Bloods, you know, if, if they would not have been able to play Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan. They're still going to be able to recruit at, at a certain level and get great players. As long as you're producing players that go to the NFL, you're, you're going to recruit. So I think it would, have, it would have hurt. It would have been a tough year to endure and sit around. I think it's been a tough couple of weeks, to be honest with you for these players and coaches to sit around and watch other people play football and for them not to be able to play football. And so that, that would have been hard to watch an entire year and be left out. But I don't know, Dan, if it would have had necessarily long-term ramifications in any way. Do you think the PAC 12 is regretting this decision? Like, you know, are they scrambling the jets here to go, wait a minute, if the big 10, because the big 10 and and PAC 12, they're joined at the hip here. And if the Big Ten's going all in, and I know there are some state issues there in the yeah. Pac-12, but does the Pac-12 try to resuscitate this or maybe just fold up the tents and try, you know, for spring? Yeah. You know, Larry Scott, their commissioner, came out, a, you know, a week ago and said, you know, the, the, the new testing that's going to be readily available soon out, out west, the quote was it's a game changer for them as well as far as being able to get and find out more about who's who's uh, affected by this virus and who is not. But uh, if you talk to David Shaw, you talk to Chip Kelly, you talk to Clay Helton, they would tell you, forget about playing games. We, we, we can't even go to the practice. You know, yeah. we can't even go to the facility right now. So there are so many restrictions on some of these universities. I don't honestly, I don't even think these coaches are up in arms at this point. I don't think that they're they're beating down the door of Larry Scott and saying this is unfair the way we felt that from the Big Ten. 
I mean, from Jim Harbaugh to Ryan Day to Scott Frost to James Franklin. I mean, these coaches were adamant about we need to play. You know, how can middle school football play in our state? How can high school football be played in our state? How can professional football being played in our state? And we're sitting down not playing. Like, that's, that's what was going on in the Big Ten footprint. Whereas out west, I, you know, I, I don't think I feel that same kind of energy of frustration. I think at some point they're going to get started. But you talk about being left out. Uh, and, and playing, you know, what would be considered irrelevant football. Uh, the Pac-12 is really on the outside looking in. And this is a conference that candidly has been struggling to, to matter. Uh, without USC, without U, UCLA, really the Oregon brand is about the only one right now carrying the day before COVID uh, for the Pac-12 when it comes to the college football playoff. Washington had it going there for a little bit with Chris Peterson, but they, they have really struggled to continue to matter. Um, you know, in the, on the landscape of the sport. And so now to have this happen to them, big-time setback for that conference. How many Big Ten teams do you think have a legitimate chance of qualifying for the Final Four? Uh, I, I would say Ohio State could be, depending. They, they had a couple players opt out. I, I don't know the rules. I think they can opt back in um, if they decide to do that. Wyatt Davis, one of the best offensive linemen in the country, and Sean Wade, probably the top corner in the country. They've opted out. I don't know if they've signed with an agent. I don't know what's happening there, but if they come back. Well, I think Sean uh, Wade is scheduled to sign with an agent this morning. So the, okay. t- the timing of this, you know, that yeah. I think you could opt back in, but I don't know if you can yeah, if yeah, you sign an agent. If, if you, yeah, if you sign with an agent, it's a, it's, it, it would be a done deal. But I, I would look at that if, before all of this. If, if you and I were just talking, who are the teams to beat? It would have been Ohio State and Clemson. You got Justin Fields, you and I've talked about, and, and Trevor Lawrence, who everybody's talked about. Uh, those would be the two teams that people would have said are going to meet in the national championship, um, with Alabama and Georgia and teams like that being out there as well. I would throw Penn State. Um, I, James Franklin, I think, is elevated to that program where they always have a chance to be competitive in the Big Ten. And I think Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. I, I know he gets ridiculed a lot for not being able to live up to what the expectations were. But I, I think, you know, the way they recruit, the athletes they have, they got a different quarterback this year, which will be interesting. So I, I think those three teams, um, I, and, you know, as an outsider, I would always throw Wisconsin. People don't nationally probably respect them the way they should. But uh, Wisconsin's always going to be a, a tough out as well, coming out of the Big Ten West. There's always this talk of, you know, the next college coach who goes to the NFL. And Dabo Sweeney's name is kind of there. And I know your sons go to Clemson, but could you see Dabo Sweeney? Let's say Jacksonville had the number one pick and they could take Trevor Lawrence. Could you see Dabo Sweeney leaving Clemson to take over Jacksonville? No, I, I, I just don't see it. Um, he, if there's ever been a guy that's made for college football, it, it, would, be, it would be Dabo Sweeney. Um, and, and the other thing is the, the, the power and control that you have as a head coach at Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State or some of these places. And then to go to the NFL, I, I think it's a little bit different, you know, where you're very rarely are you the GM and the head coach. And so because of that, I, and I just know the personality of Dabo. I think he'd really have a, a, a difficult time in the NFL with some of the stuff that he does that would be considered maybe – unorthodox or quote unquote, almost corny in the NFL world in college. It's, it works. It fits with 18 to 21, 22 year old kids. So no, I, I I don't think he'll ever leave. I'd be shocked. I shouldn't say ever, but I'd be shocked if he ever went to the NFL. You're out in your neighborhood here. Are the neighbors looking at you? Like what is Kirk 
doing outside? No, no, no one's out here right now. Oh, okay. So. Cause it, it looks like you're, you're talking to yourself. Like, you know, so, so I, <laughs> do you have the best arm in the neighborhood? Uh, I think I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, having four boys, my arm has stayed active throwing the football. Did, sure. did you hear about the Fowler appearance? He was jacked. Tight shirt. He's ripped. Oh, Fowler? Are you kidding me? Fowler's going at about 4% body fat these days and yoked up. No. no <laughs> do not take him on in an arm wrestling. You, you have no shot. At he, no, he said, I'm 58 and I'm jacked. And I go, hey, no. I'm not going to argue with you. No, and he's not he's not afraid to wear that that small to medium. <laughs> hey, it was fun Monday night. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh I, I know that, you know, when we were talking to some people who try to make that change for one game, they're like, I don't know what the college football rules are. Fowler was saying, you know, college to the NFL, I you know, there's so many of these rules that are different from college football. Was it tough for you? Yeah, I mean, I visited with John Perry who helps us out at ESPN, who's a former NFL referee and you know, it, it, there is a, a, a change from, from one uh, level to the next. I was hoping John was on call for us. So if we did have any controversial calls or anything like that, he would be there to kind of pick up the pieces and, and help us out. So I was definitely going to rely on him. But, um, man, I, I just had so much fun. I was really surprised um, that I had as much fun. You know, there weren't any fans in the stadium. Um, but we had great storylines. You know, we had we had Ben coming back and how would he look? And we had uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, you know, a big name, who's trying to bounce back from from where they were a year ago and where he was offensively without Ben. You had the Steelers defense. It's one of the best in the league. And then you had the Giants with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. And he's trying to change the culture. So I had an absolute ball. I was shocked how quick the game moves in yeah. comparison to college. Like the quarters just, man, they fly by. But, uh, man – all everything considered it was an absolute ball and i love working with chris obviously it was good listen uh have fun this weekend louisville number 18 miami number 17 college game day in louisville this weekend and uh kirk will be doing the game with chris fowler allison williams good to talk to you herbie safe travels you too dan take care bud thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Dan Wojcicki, oh, look who's back. LA Times, he covers the NBA, also covers the Clippers, and you got a smile on your face, but you might be the only person involved with the Clippers with a smile on your face. If I told you two weeks ago we'd be having this conversation today, Dan, what would you have said? I said I've seen this movie before, Dan, is what I would say, that I was there in in 2015 um, when they were up 3-1 against the Rockets, and I've seen this team be faced well this organization uh be faced with success and kind of run in the opposite direction for whatever reason whether something out of their control has happened or you you know in this case seemingly the the pressure just got to them and um to see what happened three games in a row to see this team blow 47 points worth of leads in elimination games um is just stunning It, it it truly is and then on top of it, to watch sort of the um, seemingly the collective of the NBA dance on their graves in the aftermath in itself is is almost another indictment. So it, it's it's been a it's been a rough night for the Clippers, that's for sure. I mentioned this in the first hour, and you'd know better than I would, but it felt like these Clippers almost 
felt like they had won titles. You know, Kawhi had won a title and Doc had won a title. It felt like the other guys acted like they had won a title before, that we somehow are on the easy pass at Disney World to get to the conference finals. And then all of a sudden, I thought that they were in trouble against Dallas. I thought Dallas had the potential to upset them in the first round. Nobody was heeding any of that advice or warning. And then all of a sudden, you see these next two series here. We love to point the finger here. Where do you point the finger first here on blame? Well, I, to me, it starts with the stars. Um, that That's who this stuff falls on in the playoffs. And, and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were nowhere near good enough last night. Um, I think, you know, Kawhi Leonard looked really tentative late in the game. Paul George is wide open from the corner and shoots a three off the side of the backboard. Um, a, pretty, a pretty stunning moment. And, and, and then I think, you know, you, you talk to these guys after the game and, and you hear Paul George talking about process and talking about how, you know, um, it wasn't championship or bust in his mind internally that that's, they, they knew that. And, and, and look, if, if I'm the Clippers front office and, and, and I obviously only one team can win. Right. But, but it certainly was conference finals or bust, yes. uh, you know, or NBA finals or bust. Like there, Dan, there is a 12 year old in America, probably, Doing saying God knows what about the Clippers on Twitter that the Oklahoma City Thunder will be able to draft with the Clippers draft pick in six years, right? Like <laughs> that's how far down the line the Clippers have mortgaged their future for this moment. And a lot of stuff has happened between when that trade was made and and obviously last night. Um, there are excuses to be made all over the place, but I, I think ultimately, again, they they, they had double digit leads and and three straight elimination games and they weren't able to close the door. And each time, Dan, they, it was weird being in that building. Um, shooters talk about this stuff all the time where they talk, where, where they, where they, where, sorry about that. Um, sorry. Is that Paul I George? It is not. Oh, it's not Paul George. It is, okay. not, it is not. Sadly, it is not Paul George. Um, <laughs> I apologize. The, um, what, I wish it was Paul George. What would you say to Paul George if that was him? I mean, I honestly, I would, I, I'd ask him if he really believed what he said last night, you know, and because and, I think it's, I, I don't, I don't think he can, right? Like that, that can't be really how he truly feels about this team, and and I think, you know, hopefully, I would try to goad out of him that, you know, are you just searching for answers in this moment? Is that what this is about? Are you just looking for, um, are you just looking for an, for for a reason to explain the unexplainable, and, and for it to not just be we're the Clippers and like, we're going to have to work twice as hard to overcome this stuff just because of sort of the emotional baggage that comes with being a part of this franchise. I just wonder about the bright lights here because Kawhi has been in the bright mm -hmm. lights. Nobody else has been in the bright lights. This is in Oklahoma city. This is in Indiana for Paul George. And it's not just on him. There are other guys that, you know, when it, it got bright and it got hot and they sort of fell apart here. And I don't want to lose sight of what Denver accomplished here because Completely. We knew they were going to be spent in game one. And I just didn't know how they would rally. And down 3-1, it almost felt like that's a, let's just check out of the bubble and let's just go home. But they had more depth than the Clippers did. And their star players in the last three games acted like stars, unlike we saw with the Clippers. Well, let's do this real quick. And I, th I, think, I think you're on to something here, Dan. Paul George last night, one of the things, another one of the things he said that I thought was really illuminating was that he's never been a favorite before. But this is somebody who's always been an underdog throughout his career. He's played for underdog franchises. He went to Fresno State, right? Like 
that essentially admitting that it took some use to, it, it took some time and, and maybe he wasn't quite used to having everybody sort of gun for him, right? And for him to be a part of that team. Um, but you do, you're right. You look up and down this roster and you say, I mean, what has Patrick Beverly ever won in the NBA? He hasn't won anything. He hasn't played in that, like these super high level of games. Has Lou Williams or Montrez Harrell ever been in this situation? They have not. And they absolutely look like players that had not been in this situation. You have Lou Williams, one of the great scorers of the, off the bench in league history, blowing layup after layup after layup. It, it, you know, it was, it was at a certain point, it's, it's almost cringing. You, you cringe, you watch the stuff and you see these guys and they, they have no idea what is happening to them. Um, and, and you, you know, so I do think that you're right, that this, you, you know, the championship experience on this roster, I think was overstated. Um, certainly it's easy to say that through, through the hindsight of 2020. And, and I, I just, I feel like they've got a lot of really big decisions to make this summer or well, I'm sorry, this offseason force of habit. Um, and, and, you know, is Doc making, safe? It's a good question. I, you know, it's hard. It would be hard to say so definitively. I think um, it, it's something his voice within that organization, Dan is so valued. Yeah. Um, he has carried them through some incredibly rocky waters and, and he has earned a lot of trust and a lot of credibility um, from Steve Ballmer on down and, and in that organization. I mean, this is somebody who, um, was de- essentially functionally demoted from a front from a front office position, only to do then his best coaching jobs, um, you, you know, with lesser talent. This year, though, obviously, I mean, he said it after the game, like, like if, it, if it should be on somebody, it should be on me. Um, I think he partly believes that. I think he also is partly just trying to protect his players. He's Dan Wojcicki. He covers the NBA and the Clippers for the LA Times. If you're the Lakers, how do you think LeBron is reacting to this? I mean, I don't think we have to wonder. I mean, they were they were part of the the dunk parade on Twitter last night too. Not necessarily LeBron, but you know, Jared Dudley is is tweeting crying face emojis and stuff like this. And I, and I, I mean, again, I think it speaks to sort of your point that maybe the Clippers acted like a team that you know had more on the trophy case than's actually there. Um, he shouldn't be too excited though, um, because Denver. I mean, if what more evidence do we need that Denver is a dangerous team than what we've seen in their last six elimination games, um, than what we've seen from Michael Malone, that what we've seen from Nikola Jokic, like this beautiful glacier-moving player, um, <laughs> you know, who's just slow and devastating, and it's like throwing water polo passes. It's, I mean, like this is this guy is like incredible. You have Jamal Murray who is playing as confidently as anybody in the NBA. And, and like, yeah, and you mentioned some really good functional depth. Yeah. And um, it's it, it like, to me, like they shouldn't feel like the, the you know, to, to borrow one of your Disney, like the fast pass to the, to the finals is there. Um, it's not Denver. will put up a fight. I, I just think that, um, and I think uh, people around the league always felt that the team best equipped to beat, the Lakers was the Clippers. And on top of the drama that we all wanted from the LA uh, versus LA series, uh, you, you know, that it was also probably the best chance to, to, to knock LeBron James off. And at this point, I mean, it just seems like, it seems like they're going to have a pretty big advantage in the finals. And it feels like the other series is the consolation series with the heat against the Celtics. But I have, said to my audience the last when they, we started the Milwaukee series I said the heat the heat can beat the bucks make no mistake about it um and they're they're gaining that confidence there I don't know if they win this series but 
If you're looking at a formidable opponent in the uh, finals, uh, who do you think is more formidable, the Celtics or the Heat? I mean, Boston, I think, matches up better talent-wise, but, but I do think there's something super special about what's happening in Miami um, or with Miami. Um, before the start of that Buck series, I asked Mike Budenholzer if he saw any parallels between this Heat team and last year's Raptors team. And, and, and he did. And, and, I mean, in terms of tough-minded, together, um, you, you know, a star that can lift you up on both ends of the floor. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler sort of in that Kawhi Leonard role. And, and I do think I, I just I wrote a story about Duncan Robinson um, earlier this week. And, and it, you know, it's funny you talk to these guys on this team. You have Duncan Robinson, a guy who before he's at Michigan has to go play at a Division three school. You have Jimmy Butler who played at a community college. You have Jay Crowder who played at a community college. You have these guys that are used to playing in these empty buildings, doing whatever it takes to, to, to win. And, and it's funny, you just feel like they're sort of built for this, Dan. It really does feel like that the Heat's fabric and their culture is almost exists specifically to be, let's put you in this, you know, un, this crazy position where you're not going to be able to see your family. You're, you know, it's going to be all focused on basketball and you're going to have to buy 100% in. Miami, more than any other team, seems like to be embracing that, truly. Good to visit with you, Dan. And uh, all right. how does this affect your mood that the Clippers are out, though? Like, you you cover them primarily, but how does it affect you of now you're covering who? Well, just, I mean, I'll, the be, games? I'll, be, uh, yeah, I'll be at Lakers. I'll be, you know, doing obviously some Lakers stuff, a lot of Lakers stuff, and then I'll be there. Uh, you know, I think, like everybody, I mean, I wanted to see that series. And, and, and that, to me, is part of the story that and, and like the unfortunate part sort of about the Clippers story in general is that, you know, the parallels to that 2015 team and the situations up three, one with, if you'll remember that was, they were going to play the golden state warriors and those two teams hated each other. And it was the one series that everybody wanted to see. And the Clippers didn't show up yeah. for that party. Right. And, and it's just like, you, you feel like you're, you, you know, you're walking into the movie to see the Godfather and you end up with, I don't know, like Mickey blue eyes or something instead. <laughs> Nice, nice, timely references, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Dan. Great to talk to you. All right, be good, Dan. That's Dan Wojcicki. He covers the NBA, the Clippers for the LA Times. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There are a lot of NBA players had some fun at the Clippers expense on tw- uh, Twitter last night, including Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. A, uh, in particular, picking on uh, Patrick Beverly. Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer, will be on the call. Western Conference Finals between the Nuggets and the Lakers tips off Friday night at 9 Eastern on TNT. Reggie joining us from his crib. Uh, you got to throw away all your notes there for the Western Conference Finals. Wait a minute. Is it's not the Lakers and, and Clippers? Wait a minute. Did something happen? What happened last night? Uh, I think the Clippers are saying the same thing. What did happen last night? Look, uh... Before we get into the Clippers bashing, which it's been plentiful because of their performance in this series, really in the restart, let's give a lot of credit to Michael Malone and the Denver Nuggets. They were the better team. They didn't have, now people are gonna be like, what are you talking about the better team? No, the Clippers had the better assortment of talent. You had a two-time finals MVP in Kawhi Leonard, uh, Lou Williams, a three-time six-man year winner. Uh, Montrez Harold won it this year. And let's not forget, last year, Paul George finished third, yeah. people, third in MVP voting. So they had the better collection of individual talent. The better team was Michael Malone and the Denver Nuggets. And Jokic was the best player in this series over those four guys I just mentioned for the Clippers. So let's give them a lot of love. Now let's get to the Clippers. (laughs) Because 
I'm more upset with the post game and the comments than the actual series. Okay. Because now all of a sudden there was division. We weren't unified. We weren't together. Where was all this before? Why does everything need to come out after you're exiting the bubble? And then Paul George had this to say. This is what got to me. It's obvious pressure, you know, to to live up to the title expectations. But as a player, I mean, you you want that. Like, you you, you want that. Um, Again, it's the first time I've I've been in that situation where we're expected to win. But, you know, it it is what it is. Um, It's it's no cop-out. Fact of the matter is we didn't live up to that expectation. Uh, But I think internally we've always felt – this is not a championship or bus year for us. What do you make of that, Reg? Come on. It is a number one, it is a cop out. And you did have expectations while you were in Indiana when you were the number when you were Batman, right? Everywhere else you've been, OKC, here in the Clippers, you've been Robin, which suits him probably better. When you were Batman in Indiana, and you were going toe-to-toe with LeBron James and the Miami Heat, there were expectations for you to win. And you could have won that series. And you should have won. You did capture home court advantage versus the Heat. Now, they came into Indiana and won and recaptured it, but there were expectations for you to win in Indiana. So for you to say and sit back and say, uh, we need to be together longer for us to win a championship, come on, man. It's a cop-out. The better team won, which was the Denver Nuggets, and your play, you know, people ask, well, who's the blame? There's a lot of blame to go around. But if you're asking me, which I'm sure you are, Theodore, Paul George, Doc Rivers, and then probably Kawhi Leonard, all three of those guys got to take the brunt. Montrezl Harold and Lou Williams were absolutely terrible this whole restart. Now, I know they weren't together the whole time. Montrezl spent time away because of the passing of his grandmother. We all know about, you know, Lou Will and Magic City and all that. Those are excuses. You still did not perform once you got back in the bubble because those two guys were terrible off the bench. And I thought those were going to be the two guys that were, car- were going to carry them, especially when Paul George and Kawhi had off nights. But when all four were terrible, they had zero shot. Who do you think the Lakers wanted to face? The Clippers. And here's the thing about they the Clippers. They wanted to face the Clippers? Yes, because the Clippers, all their whole campaign this season was dissing their crosstown rivals. It was all about the Lakers. It was all about diminishing their accomplishments. It, there was a new sheriff in town. So the Clippers' main focus, and they almost got away with it, Theodore, they almost got away with it by getting to the conference finals and facing them was to diss the L.A. Lakers and make them, uh, Patrick Beverly, all of them saying, LeBron who, and we're the better team. There's a new sheriff in town. And they almost got away with it. They were up 3-1, one more game, and they would have got their wish. And I, I think I texted you. I would have been surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised if they would have got to the conference finals because they only wanted to play the Lakers and beat LeBron and the Lakers to show everyone here in L.A. that there's a new sheriff in town, but they probably would have went on and lost the NBA Finals because their whole focus was derided on one team, 
and that's the Lakers. And the Lakers want to be like, okay, bring it on. LeBron was back there waiting on them. We did our part. All right, we're waiting. Okay, come on. Let's go. Let's get this going. And then they come out and they disappoint like that. So whatever's coming the Clippers' way, they deserve. I'm upset because on this show, numerous of times you have asked me, who was the better team? Who did I expect winning the West? And every time, what did I tell you? The Clippers. Clippers. The Clippers had Kawhi, Paul George, better wing defenders, better defense. They've had a championship coach in Doc Rivers. And they laid an egg on national TV. Shooting shots on the side of the backboard. Are you kidding me? How Are safe? you kidding me? That's your best effort in a game seven. How safe is Doc Rivers? How safe should he be? Here's the question. Who is out there that would be better than Doc to come in? Well, now, I don't Doc know. Doc has been it, down this road before, being up 3-1. I, I believe it's happened two previous times in his coaching stint yeah. that he's lost a 3-1 lead. But I don't know who could come in and replace him and be better. But I want to know how attached are Kawhi and Paul George to Doc Rivers because they become free agents after next season. They can opt out. I don't know if he's on the hot seat. Uh, probably should be on a warm seat. Ty Lue Lou might be the guy that you could bring in there um, and, and keep because you got to keep those guys. If you don't keep those two guys, you have mortgaged your future for this year and next year to try to win a championship. And that's what they did. They went all in and traded all their draft picks. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, they got rid of him as well. You know, they, they got to keep those two guys and re-sign them. Which is why Paul George's comments are idiotic, that it's going to take time for no, us no. to build a championship team. No, 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 no. We built this team to win this year today, right now. Not that, you know, we've got to, you know, go camping together, get around the campfire and sing some kumbaya and bring up, you know, that chemistry. No, we were built to win this year. So don't be coming to me that now all of a sudden we're having chemistry problems and we need to work on ourselves. Come on, man. Give me a break. Stop it. Explain Jokic's greatness. Because when you watch, like we had a writer uh, on last hour from the LA Times, Dan Woik, and he said it's you know it's like a beautiful glacier moving. Like he he moves slow, but he always seems to accomplish what he's setting out to do. It feels like. Well, and it's almost a perfect storm with him because at times he can be too unselfish. You know, you would want him to be a little bit more aggressive. Here's the thing: he's always wanting to make the correct play. He's very reminiscent, and people are gonna be like, you're crazy. He's like magic. Magic wanted to feed everyone. Come, just run hard, I'll, I'll get you the basketball. His offense came a little bit later in terms of being aggressive, magic. Jokic wants to feed all these guys, and he wants to make sure his guys are in the best light, in the best situation. And there's times where you want him to be more aggressive, but what makes him fabulous is, and I think uh, Jeff Van Gundy was, was dead on. He can't see the double team coming because at seven foot, he's too skilled of a passer. And there's only one other guy that I've ever seen make a pass that he did last night 
the over the head, yeah. and I saw it on numerous occasions in pickup games, was Magic Johnson. I mean, eyes in the back of your head. There's no one else I've ever seen do that pass. And it was all eye contact. He knew exactly where Jamal Murray was going, and it was a pinpoint pass. So we sleep on his greatness. I say that I said this five times on the air when we were covering those series. He is the most skilled offensive big man in the game today, and I don't think it's even close. Okay, but how do the Lakers match up with Denver? I still like – look, this is the Lakers now, and I guarantee that probably what's going to happen, and we saw this from the Lakers in the first round um, versus Portland in the, first round, in the second round versus Houston. They'll probably lay an egg in that first game and lose, and everyone's going to go all crazy. Oh, my God, what's wrong with the Lakers? And they reeled off four straight games. They've been off a while. I'm sure they're probably a little bit complacent because they were envisioning, you know, facing the Clippers. There'll probably be a letdown in game one. I have the Lakers. I mean, five would be very disrespectful to Denver after what they've done in back-to-back being down three ones and coming back and winning. So I'll say six to be respectful to the Denver Nuggets. Can you explain, and we're talking to Reggie Miller. Reg will be on the call Friday night, the uh, Game 1 Western Conference Finals, Nuggets and Lakers. Explain to me Kyle Kuzma, because he's an enigma. I don't know from game to game, quarter to quarter, half to half, is he a, a great player, potentially a great player, or just potentially a good player? Potentially a good player. Okay. On um, Potentially a great Hall of Fame type team with, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Um, we call those people X factors, right, Theodore? When he's on, uh, this Lakers team goes to a different level because they have that third level score. He has size at 6'10, can run the floor. And when he wants to play defense, he's not bad. But to me, if Rondo continues to play like he's playing, it's going to be lights out. Um, we didn't see this at the restart for the Lakers and in those first couple uh, rounds, especially in the first round. Rondo adds a, another layer because he's a championship point guard and it takes the ball away from LeBron and allows him to roam free. And when he catches the pass and it's a dribble or two and he's at the rim, he's a different type of playmaker as opposed to always being the guy that has to facilitate. Rondo adds a different layer to the Lakers, which if he continues to play like this and make his three-point shot, it's lights out. Yeah, that's why I don't want to hear the excuses that the Clippers have of chemistry because the Lakers, they turned over their roster to bring in Anthony Davis. Uh, Rondo didn't start. He got hurt. Avery Bradley opted out. And you got some G League guys that are out there contributing on this team. And I haven't heard any chemistry issues with the Lakers. So I don't... don't, Oh, by the way, um, a first-time coach, you know, yeah. first-year coach in Frank Vogel. So I don't want to hear chemistry problems and, you know, secretly things are going – I don't want to hear all that. It, people have found a way to make things work. Uh, you want to jump on my uh, Miami Heat bandwagon? What do you mean? You and I are out – we're the same. Are you in first we, class? We the heat. Are you in first class? Yes, I'm in first class with you. And in fact, I might be the pilot. No, I'm the pilot. I might be the pilot. I am You're the, the pilot. co-pilot. I am, I'm the pilot. I am the pilot. <laughs> I am the pilot of the Miami Heat. I, I love watching them play, Reg. Out of all the NBA teams in the bubble, I loved Phoenix, and I loved watching Miami. 
And they always seem like they're never out of a game. You know, they were down double digits in game one last night versus Boston, but they just chip away because, number one, toughness, defense, which was on full display on that last play by Tatum and the block by Bam Bam. Wow. But they have shot makers. Jimmy Butler was kind of quiet, you know, through four quarters, and he erupts. They've got rookies off the bench like Hero. Duncan's a young player who can stretch the floor with shooting. Goran Dragic, since being inserted into the starting lineup in these playoffs, I mean, let's not forget, he's an all-star player. So Eric Spolstra knows exactly what buttons to, pu- to push. I believe that series is going to go seven. That's going to go back and forth. Yeah, probably so. Um, Kemba Walker, I, I though, like right? Miami. Kemba Walker, liability at both ends. Yeah. Well, you know, as good as he is offensively, you know, giving up that size to those guys, they always feel that they have a mismatch. And one thing Eric Spolstra is going to do, and this is why he's a championship coach, he understands matchups and he knows how to exploit them. And this goes back to who runs the Miami Heat, and that's Pat Riley, because that's why Pat Riley is a Hall of Fame coach with the Lakers and the Knicks in Miami. He understands uh, how to exploit a mismatch, and that's what we're going to see throughout this series. Paulie, was it four years ago, three years ago, I talked about Bam Adebayo, he was going to be a future All-Star? Yeah, fall 2017. Yeah, that's what I thought. Wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was well, up. in today's game, that's how the centers have to look. Yeah. Look at Jokic. Even though he's much taller than Bam, your center has to be able to stretch the floor and face the basket and shoot. Got to be a, a skilled passer, which Bam and Jokic are. Rebound, which both do. What was it? 22, 23 rebounds last night for Jokic in a triple-double. And you got to be able to defend. That's one thing that Bam has over Jokic, but he's improving. Paulie, do you remember when Duncan Robinson was playing Division Three basketball? And I said, Williams I think... Williams College? Yeah, and I, I said, I think I've seen one of the great shooters in, in the world. 2015, Dan. 2015. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can go back. Uh, remember Tyler Hero, uh, his uh, sophomore year in high school? And I said, that dude can play, man. You were calling him Harrow back then. Yeah, but I know. I thought, I thought he was uh, from, uh, from Europe. I thought it was Harrow, <laughs> not Hero. Harrow, Tyler Harrow. Uh, well, have fun on Friday night there, Reg. Thank you. I mean, look, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are disappointed, especially, you know, the L.A. fan base. They wanted to see the matchup that everyone's been talking about all year, especially with Kawhi and Paul George, you know, in the Clippers. But don't go to sleep on Denver Nuggets. They are a fun young team to watch. They're well coached with Michael Malone. And if they can get something out of Gary Harris, Jeremy Grant, Monte Morris, those others – and still get big performances from Jamal Murray and Jokic. This could be a fun series. Now, you know who else is, is happy that the Denver Nuggets are in the finals? JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard, because they were relegated to the bench in that Houston <laughs> series. Now that you've got Mason Plumley and Jokic, two bigs for Denver, that puts Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee back in play. Paul, you remember back, uh, was it late 90s when LeBron was in high school? Sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. And I said, you know, he could be in the NFL as a wide receiver, but I think he's going to be one of the great basketball players of all time. Was that, what year was that? 99. 99, yeah. We got it on tape, Reg. It's all... Well, I hear you talking. I don't hear the tape going. Well, I just, we're trying to recall. ESPN kept all the tape. 
You know, when I left ESPN, they kept all that good stuff like that. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Reg. You're the best, Theodore. Damn it. I love y'all. It's bubble time. (laughs) Reggie Aloysius Miller, Jr., the third. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Dan in Ohio joins us. Hey, Dan, what do you have for me today? 510, excellent marbling. Uh Along the lines of Herbie's comment, I'm from Ohio. You keep talking about how we're playing high school football here in Ohio. We're playing pro football here in Ohio. My clarifying question is, are we really playing professional football here in Ohio? Wow. Wow. There's a shot. Thank you, Dan. Uh, We're going to find out Thursday night when the Browns and the Bengals collide. Maybe not. This is what it sounds like all day <laughs> after Monday night football. Yeah. With the, you know, usually once an hour we get, just like Foggy and McCall. That's, we had it all. I don't know yeah. why that's talking about. All, all the time yeah. I hear it. And he's, he's like, it's like he's whispering it or humming it in his own head and doesn't realize we can all hear. I have issues. I'm not comfortable with like silence. It's weird. Then you do the Monday night football theme, right? And then I also do, all right, Sunday night, the show's back in town. We'll get you ready for an epic showdown. Thank you, Todd. Odell Beckham Jr., first three seasons versus his last four. First three seasons, he had 288 receptions, 35 touchdowns. He averaged 95 yards a game. The last four, uh, over 100 less receptions in uh, 10 uh, 10 games less. Uh, So he's had 13 touchdowns as opposed to 35, and he averages 73 yards per game. Bring on the game now. Are you ready for some football? (laughs) A Monday night party. It's the game of the week that is coming your way. It's Monday night football and it's time to play. Thank you, Todd. By the way, Julian Edelman has 600 career receptions. The other wide receivers on the Patriots have a combined 88 career receptions. Uh, <laughs> it's the game of the week, and the spark's going to fly. The Chiefs and the Broncos, one mile high. Hit it. <laughs> I said hit it. Come on and get ready. I mean, really ready. Are you ready for some football? <laughs> Once again, this is what we get all day. All day. Arnold. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Arnaldo, how did I do? Uh, not very well, but it's all right. I get it all the time. <laughs> Arnaldo, I bet, I, bet, um, I bet Mario misspelled it. Not yes, very well. I think he did. Yeah. Uh, what's on your However, mind? 
So, so you guys kind of stole my thunder. Reggie Miller stole my thunder. I was coming in trying to talk about what are the Denver um, Nuggets' chances versus the Lakers. And then also I wanted to ask about is Odell number one receiver, and you just said this stat. So is, number, is Odell Beckham a very good receiver? Like everywhere in the NFL there's number one receivers that have explosive capabilities and aren't really hurting their team. You've got New Popkins, you got Mari Cooper, Juju, uh, Adams in Green Bay, Tyreek Hill, all those guys. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And thanks for the phone call. And I'll fire Mario after the show for the misspelling. I, I have no idea with Odell Beckham. I, it's just I need a veteran quarterback, not somebody who is impressionable, who's been there one or two years, because he's going to want to make sure he gets the ball to you. And sometimes I thought Baker forced it into Odell Beckham last year. I just want to get Odell Beckham involved early. All I want to do is have that defense know he's over here and he can be a home run threat. Jarvis Landry is their best receiver, in my opinion. But, you know, you beefed up your offensive line. You got two really good running backs. I would be a run first, and I, I, I want to take the pressure off Baker Mayfield. I don't want him to go out there and force to make plays. And this Thursday night game, you know, you hate to say it's a big game, huge great game. Not a must win, but it's important. It is really important for the Browns. Uh, Shaq in Texas. Hey, Shaq, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan and Danette. Thanks for uh, taking my call. So I got a L.A. Times headline uh, for the Clippers. Uh, it, a river runs through it, dock in the pit. Oh, okay. All right. The river runs through it. Thank you, Shaq. Yes, he. It is funny, the uh, joy of Lakers fans. Oh. Like almost immediately, oh, they're like, bah! Oh. <laughs> they were They were lined up before the show even oh, started. Oh, boy, were they ever. Get their shots in. Paulie, this day in sports history. Uh, hold on, I don't have it. Hold on. Todd, this day in sports history. This day in sports history, Mark McGuire went to the St. Louis Cardinals from the A's. And it's Elgin Baylor's birthday. Happy birthday, Elgin Baylor. That was the scoreboard. 25 and 22, the jersey numbers from McGuire and Elgin. I knew that snoreboard would come in. <laughs> Paulie, you missed your window of opportunity. I know, too bad. You whiffed. You whiffed. Final Hee-haw. results of the poll. Hee-haw! <laughs> we left up. Who's going to the final four? It's Clemson number one with Alabama, a strong number two. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? Jess in Los Angeles says doing narcotics is the devil's dandruff. I know. Head and shoulders. Cocaine is the devil's dandruff. What? Never heard that before. Uh, McLovin. Herbie is confident that he has the strongest arm in his neighborhood. Seton O'Connor. The toddler rakes in practice, but. Yeah, not. Hey, you're like the Clippers. Caught looking. Yeah, you're our Paul George. Paulie? I learned this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.